This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. I'm so glad to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve you and empower you to make better financial decisions in your life. Today, freelancing and side gigs are becoming the norm for so many of us as Americans who are adding it on to the work we already do, or it's like a kind of like a halfway house from the job we had to the job we're going to get. So I want to tell you, you got to be careful because a lot of the things being posted as gig work are scams. You got to make sure that whatever you're doing as a side business is straight out legit. And later, I want to ask you, if you need to borrow some money, what if I said, I got a deal for you? I'm going to lend you money at 200%. Would you be all over that? There are banks now with a straight face thinking they're doing you a favor by lending you money at 200%. No lie. I'm going to fill you in. Let's talk about the freelancing thing. And first things first, the IRS has delayed for a year the thing so many people were asking me about in the fall about the reporting that was going to happen with Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, and the Ugly Zell. It's delayed till further notice, which means at least a tax year, because there's no system yet to differentiate between money you get from work you're doing versus friends sending money to friends or whatever. What this is about, just briefly, is there was a lot of... uh, a lot of not reporting income from people doing something on the side that prior to these apps was always just people getting money in cash. Well, now there's billions of unreported income dollars that people are getting paid through these apps. And so the Congress and its wisdom came up with a new reporting requirement, but no way really to do this that would not mess up people doing their tax returns who were just paying money to friends or family or whatever using the app. So don't worry about that. It's uh, cans kicked down the road. It'll never be implemented the way Congress originally passed that statute. No chance because the complexity in doing it in a way that doesn't cause problems for people not trying to earn income through using any of these payment apps as a way to receive that income. Uh, I hope I just didn't confuse you more. But uh, the latest estimate I saw is that somewhere around 75 million Americans, more or less, uh, and there could be some inflation in those numbers, but somewhere around that number, do some kind of side thing, whether you drive for Uber or Lyft or deliver food for a food delivery service or whatever it is that you do as what some people refer to as a side hustle. One should be really, really careful as you look at these. And, you know, people in the tech field are seeing really heavy layoffs right now. 
And so there's a tendency to say, hey, I got to find something right now. And it's so common in the tech field to do contract work for someone. And you never even meet them. And you're so used to working remotely that you can end up being scammed. So you got to be really, really careful to vet who it is who supposedly is offering you employment. You got to be very cautious before you give anybody your social security number. And never in any circumstance are you paying money to then go to work for somebody. When you're looking for work, though, the other thing has come up in the past is that a lot of gig work you're going to find isn't going to be worth your time. That the money you're going to make is not enough to be valuable. And I wanted to tell you that, that there are job opportunities right now if you're laid off from something that may be places you haven't entered into your brain is places to look for employment. But a lot of state and local governments have a huge number of job vacancies right now. And they need people of all different kinds of skills in these jobs with state and local government. And you may not decide to make local or state government a career, but it could be something that helps you pay the bills for a while is something to do. Another thing, there may be causes that you really care about. Well, almost always there's a nonprofit that does something in that cause, a charity or nonprofit. And nonprofits generally have faced a lot of turnover in employment. And so there may be opportunity there for you in a job. And these are not gigs. These would be regular full-time jobs with a local government, a state government, a charity or a nonprofit. They may not pay as much money as you made before, but you may find the work more fulfilling. And it may, again, for you be a way station like a gig job. But if you are looking to pick up extra money, my favorite place I like to direct you to is a website called SideHustle.com, spelled really funny, S-I-D-E-H-U-S-L. Let me repeat that, S-I-D-E-H-U-S-L.com. It is a site run by a woman who was a financial writer extraordinaire for years called Kathy Kristoff, worked for the LA Times newspaper syndicate for a long time. And it does a really good job taking you through the various work opportunities and evaluating what's good, what's not, what's real, what's not. So that when you're looking for extra income, you don't end up being ripped off or taken advantage of. You're actually benefiting from the extra income you were seeking. And Grace is here one more day in place of Krista as Krista makes a full recovery from her minor cold. Okay, so this question is from Cindy in Wisconsin. What is the best way to pay property taxes? By check with no fee a debit card for 1% fee or a credit card at 2.5 fee of the total of the property tax. If I use a credit card, I can reap the rewards by turning around and paying off the card with 2% cash back. So you're still half a point down. I don't see any advantage paying property taxes by debit card or credit card because it's a negative in either case. 1% down with the debit card, you're still half a point down with the credit card just send them a check or this is a case we're paying by ACH where you pay electronically 
is just fine for property tax, but property tax is already enough without having to add another two and a half percent to it. <laughs> All right. This one is from Ryan and George. And I asked you the same question recently, Clark, I just upgraded my phone to a new iPhone 14 in doing so. I learned that it does not use a physical SIM card, rather an eSIM. Is there anything I can do to protect the eSIM card from being stolen? Okay. So the eSIMs, the electronic SIMs, have been available in the rest of the world for years and years and years. And our major cell phone carriers and their infinite wisdom fought eSIM because they thought it'd be too easy for people to see an offer from one company and switch to another because then you don't have to get a physical SIM card to put in your phone. So in terms of the uh, SIM swapping that people do to then steal your money, from your bank account, brokerage account, retirement account, blah, blah, blah account. Uh, there's been no evidence that eSIM has led to more SIM swapping, theft of your cell phone service, than physical SIMs. The important thing, though, is, as I talked about, T-Mobile has a very clear procedure, hopefully AT&T and Verizon will follow, where you make it uh, tougher for criminals to steal your cell phone service. And so that's the important thing to do. And I'm waiting for the day I can announce that AT&T and Verizon have come up with a really clear, robust procedure to put in place like T-Mobile has. You can sign into your T-Mobile account if you're a T-Mobile subscriber and put the tougher SIM procedure in place if you go to the security section. Or you can call them and put it in place. And AT&T and Verizon, are you listening? Chop, chop. Let's get this done. The reason people SIM swap is so many financial institutions use two-factor authentication, sending a code to your cell phone. So a criminal will steal your cell phone service, usually overnight. They will replace it. And then the two-factor comes to them. And then when you wake up, they have already tried to loot your bank account, brokerage account, retirement account, whatever account. Kimberly in Illinois. Someone is impersonating me try to withdraw money from my checking account recently. I closed the account and did a credit freeze with the three credit bureaus. I remember hearing you say you shouldn't have to pay for ID theft insurance, but one of them, Equifax, gave me the hard sell. I didn't buy. Should I sign up? And if so, which company's best for this? So don't pay for ID theft insurance. That was a really hot thing that was heavily promoted Years ago, there were a lot of very marketing-driven companies promoting that, and that's kind of faded out. So what happened to you with the checking account, having the credit freeze may or may not help you depending on what service a bank uses to run background check on you, but you've done the right thing. I would also set up at Credit Karma free credit monitoring. If you don't have a Credit Karma dashboard, have to, you'll have to temporarily thaw your credit with the two bureaus that Credit Karma uses and let it freeze back, which is very easy to do, won't take you too much effort. And Credit Karma offers the th free credit monitoring. Free is better. Also, uh, you may have a credit card that just for being a holder of that credit card offers free ID theft insurance, included as one of the benefits with the credit card. This is something that is faded, though, because it has not proven in practice to be a, a valuable insurance product, because demonstrating the actual losses 
or more your time typically with identity theft more than it is your money. So I wouldn't make that a high priority. You already did the high priority thing with putting the credit freezes in place with the three major bureaus. Coming up next, speaking of banks, we're going to talk about banks that think it's a great idea to charge people hundreds of percent interest on a regular loan. I'm not kidding. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A problem that I talked about starting about two years ago has amplified and it shows a complete lack of morality and ethics on the part of some banks in the United States. The first time I talked about this was many years ago called the Utah problem. Utah, to try when it was a less robust state, Utah now is one of the hottest economies in the United States, tried to attract new industry by passing anti-consumer laws. And Utah passed one at the behest of the banks that allows a bank to set up a charter in Utah and then engage in banking practices that may be illegal in the other 49 states and still do business in the other 49 states from Utah. So there are a number of unethical players that own banks in Utah that then turn around and lend money to consumers elsewhere in the United States at interest rates that are in hundreds of percent. These loans target consumers who are looking for ready access to cash, and they make these loans painlessly. They will make them, it's almost like the payday lenders that you see the storefronts in states where payday lenders are legal. And they'll lend you money typically at 300 to 800%. And nobody's talking about the interest rate. They just lend you the money and they're very friendly and they're happy to lend you the money, but then they expect it back and you very quickly owe far more than what you borrowed. What used to be referred to as loan sharking. Well, now we have banks hiding behind this obscure Utah statute and loopholes in federal law that are allowing them to export these ultra-high interest rates all over America. And the main target of a lot of these unscrupulous loans are coming through fintechs to small businesses, not to consumers, because that's where the real money is to be made. Federal law provides virtually no protections from outrageous loans that are made to businesses of any size. 
in this case, consumers could get hit with, let's say, a 200%, 250% interest rate loan, or a business could get hit at rates like that. The main warning is for you as a small business owner. Throughout the year, you may have certain times that cash flow becomes a problem for you. And you'll get mailings at a small business offering you access to cash within typically the same day or within 48 hours. And these cash loans, they approve almost everybody because they carry such outrageous interest rates that if you at your business can't pay the loan, they're like, oh, well, we ripped off all these other people too. And they'll just put you out of business or force you into bankruptcy or sue you against the loan. What you need to know before you electronically sign, because these are electronic signature documents you're doing and there's pages of them. If you can't find disclosure of fees and interest rates, I promise you, you're going to get ripped off. If you are a consumer and you are offered instant access to funds from a UFO lender, even if they got bank in their name, it's one of these Utah banks, even if they are a bank, know that they are trying to cheat you with a massive rate of interest that can be hundreds of percent. Know that nobody woke up today and said, hey, we're feeling really nice and charitable. We're going to just hand out instant money to people. No, it is a diabolical effort to rip you off and don't let it happen to you. Grace, what you got for me? All right. So this is from Lorraine in California. I'm writing to ask you to discuss purchasing uh, contact lenses from online retailers. I recently shopped and noticed many had hidden processing fees. They are not disclosed until you have entered all your information, credit card, and are taken to final checkout. There are total price suddenly increased from 30 to 105, depending on the retailer. The extra charge often is not itemized or it is lumped in with taxes. In addition, the prices of lenses change depending on how you access the site. If you go to the site from a Google ad, it may be lower than if you go to the site directly. That said, the item price may be lower, but then the processing the fee fees is much higher, yeah. <laughs> making the total price nearly the same. And yeah, then, I'll, I'll stop you there because we've had we've had. Oh, it gets better. I promise. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and then try to use insurance benefits. Ha! <laughs> Who do these retailers think they are? Airlines? Buying contact lenses <laughs> online requires an advanced math degree and serious Excel skills. In the end, I purchased my lenses from Costco, our favorite store. Transparent pricings, and they are in network with my SVP. Yeah, uh, VSP is a VSP, big, VSP is a big provider uh, vision coverage at a lot of big employers. And so this thing with the online ordering of contact lenses has been a problem for years with a lot of um, dishonest players in it. They learn from the Utah banks, I guess. <laughs> and so the the junk fee problem where they tease you with a very low price and then they junk it up and make it outrageously expensive, this has been around, I don't even know for how long. You got to know this is a problem in the contact lens industry. And buying from a discounter like Costco obviously is a wonderful idea. Costco also has made multiple efforts to get around the cartel 
that controls so much of the dispensing of glasses and contact lenses. They have their own private label Kirkland Signature contact lenses. And getting your contact lenses from a in-person discount or a real one seems to be the best strategy. And I know that my daughter who wears contact lenses has been on a journey with them over the years. And in the last several years, she didn't even think about going anywhere else. She goes only to Costco to get her contact lenses. This is from Mike in Ohio. I fell for a scam via email, which used Walmart's name and logo. I reported it to Walmart and FTC, but neither seemed to care. I also reported it to my debit car carrier, who ignored my complaint. I continue to receive similar ads. How do I get $50 back? I hate to tell you, Mike, you're not going to get your $50 back. If you had done it with a credit card, you might have been successful. But these fake texts and emails from all major retailers are a plague on our wallets. This is not Walmart's fault, even though they were uh, disrespectful to you about it. Criminals are duplicating the logos of major retailers, sending these things out saying you have you've qualified for a gift card, you've qualified for this promotion, that promotion, or whatever, but you have to pay the money, and that's just the scam. So anything you get like that, and during... The, the month of December, I must have deleted 150 of these from my email. Thank I don't you. know if you got them. Best Buy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. A lot of them for Best Buy. And so this is not the fault of any of these retailers. This is a fault of crooks. And you have done a favor to other people. that We've had an opportunity to alert again about this. I'm really sorry, $50 sadly has taken a one-way trip. Remember, anytime you use a piece of trash, fake Visa or fake MasterCard, i.e. a debit card, you have no consumer protections like you do with a credit card. Uh, And Gina in Ohio, how dangerous to keep $1 million in one brokerage account if most of the money is invested in ETFs and treasuries? Would you recommend using two different brokerage firms and investing 500000 in each just in case one of them goes bankrupt? So you're talking about SIPC protection, Securities Investors Protection Corporation, which is not a federal agency. People think that brokerage houses have a protection like banks do with FDIC or credit unions do with NCUA. No, they don't. But when your money is fully invested... You do not have a risk. The only risk you would face is if there was internal theft in a brokerage where somebody stole money out of your account. But a failure of a brokerage would not put invested assets at risk. Fantastic. You have a million dollars that you have invested. That's great for you. Great news for your present and your future. And your money does not face risk from going beyond the typical 500000 that you hear about with SIPC. And having your money in ETFs means or you have it in mutual funds or index funds or individual stocks. Even in the failure of a brokerage, what happens is your accounts, your holdings are moved to another brokerage firm. And again, the only time that your money is at risk is with flat-out theft that would be internal to the brokerage. And so I would not worry about a brokerage failure, meaning your money is at risk. And I want to thank you so much for being with us today. 
Remember, we are here to serve you as we have for 30 years with one-on-one free advice. It is available to you 30 hours each week from our Team Clark Consumer Action Center, available Monday through Friday, six hours each day. And to get that advice, call 636-49-CLARK. Have a great day.